that goes to air every Wednesday at 2pm on your local radio station J-Air 88.0 FM. It is a program inspired by the Australian victory at Beersheba in World War I. It is a Christian Zionist program dedicated to building bridges between the Jewish and Christian communities and keeping alive the values and freedoms that the Anzacs fought for. Hi, this is Alex Defner with a reminder that you can support J-Air by joining as a member at j-air.com.au. Your membership fee of $54 a year will help J-Air maintain its commitment of bringing your community to you. Find us on Facebook. Just head to www.facebook.com. not able to come into the studio we wish him well Rafua Shlema Gary if you're listening and I hope you are listening uh, from uh, myself Meishi and from Mendel we wish you all the best and we're looking forward to you coming back into the studio um, next Friday that's next week um, Mendel it's uh, up to you and me yep. um, we are uh, now 
Let me tell you, Moisha, today yes. we're called the Eminem Show. That's it. Moshi and Mendel, yeah. we're missing Gary. He's the third M. But Gary, if you're listening, Rafur Shalema, Shalemo. I know you've had a well-deserved break. We've been running the show without you the last, uh, f- actually, th- four weeks. Gary's been away for three. We had an issue the, f- the week before that we didn't uh, get use of the studio that day, but it's been... Uh, a long time, Gary, a well-deserved break for you, and uh, happy Friday, Morris, to you and all the listeners. Yes, and of Got course, Shabbos is uh, coming in tonight. Today is Friday, the 21st of July, 2023. I'm Shishi, and it is um, Adar, the month of Adar. No, 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 Av, Menachemov. Uh, sorry, Menachemov, <laughs> what getting... am I talking about? Purim is and, in Adar. Uh, we have got, uh, today is uh, Gimel. Gimel uh, of, am I right? Yes, Menachem of. Yep. Um, and it's in the year Tafshin Fe Gimel 5783. Uh, the Pasha this week is Devarim. We're starting the fifth book, a new book, the last book of the Chumash. Uh, and uh, we'll talk about that a bit later. Shabbat comes in, if I'm cor- correct, at 5.05 p.m. tonight. And... Uh, Havdalah tomorrow night, that is Saturday night, uh, is at 6.07 p.m. Um, I can tell you that the Aruv is kosher, so you can uh, push your uh, strollers and your babies and uh, children to shul tomorrow. The Aruv is kosher. And uh, what have you got there, uh, Mendel? Well, we'd like uh, listeners to participate in today's show by calling in direct on the landline 90692086 or you can SMS 0404556988. Don't forget the membership drive. We mention this each week. Go to the website j-air.com.au and for $54 per Annum, you will be supporting this great community Jewish radio station, and uh, you'll be doing a great mitzvah as well. Absolutely. And Mor- Morris, let's um, quickly talk about, uh, as we do each time, the weather. Yeah, this the weather. According, def- according to the internet, it's actually uh, it's nine degrees currently. Is that, that possible? Yep. Yeah, okay. All right. So nine degrees. The internet never lies. Uh, this is according to, uh, we're allowed to say bomb. I don't think we're allowed to anymore. No. Um, anyway, according to the Bureau of Meteorology, uh, let's have a look at the uh, forecast. It's going to be for a, a high of 14. Well, I better get there quickly because we're still on nine. It's going to be partly cloudy, slight chance of a shower. Um, anyway, uh, for, to, for tomorrow, for Shabbos, Saturday the 22nd of July, going to be a minimum of seven overnight and then rises to a maximum of 15 it's got your name here max there you go the max max of 15 partly cloudy and only 10 percent chance of rain so uh i don't think you'll have to wear your galoshes on your way to shul tomorrow max listen you'll be okay moisture Yes. On the other side of the world, we have temperatures, a heat wave, actually heat wave. In uh, Italy, you're looking at 46 degrees. Uh, in Greece, they've got severe bushfires. Yes. And this is where Israel's at the forefront That's again. That's right. They've I read on the internet that Israel is there. They're, they're uh, humanitarian aid and they're holding fire the brigade. water hoses and uh, whatever else they're doing. Exactly. 
Yep, straight away they're at the forefront of any major world catastrophe, Kolakavod. Absolutely, and we'll talk a bit about that later on as well. Also, I wish to mention, Moisha, on the subject of weather, uh, I mentioned this last week, uh, the World Meteorological uh, Service... You got that out, you (laughs) spat that one one out. uh, ...said this... The beginning of July marked the hottest week ever celebrated on the planet. Well, we're on the way to doomsday. Well, this is all connected. We're all going to frazzle and frizzle. Climate change, people don't agree with it, but it's, uh, this is what's happening. You've got, in Canada, severe bushfires as well, that side of the world. You've got uh, f- uh, in heavy rain in Japan. And all the way through China and in India, severe temperatures with, um, I think this is... This is, it, is Mendel, you've got such huge variations. <laughs> I know. In one area you've got floods, another yeah. area you've got drought. The heat. Yeah, yeah. The, the rivers are swelling everywhere. It's the hottest uh, summer ever recorded in China. And uh, southwest Japan, you have a look at that... Um, homes washed away last week, thousands of homes. They reckon it's going to be a hot summer here. Yeah, um, I don't know El Nino. El Nino. And, uh, oh, correct, correct. Yeah, I, I don't understand all of this exactly, but uh, mm. whatever well, it is, you got to slip, slop, and splash. Wear a hat. Is that the way? Yeah, sunglasses. Yeah, sunglasses. You got to uh, fifty plus. Oh yeah, I reckon they'll come up with a hundred plus. They'll so. have to soon. But there, yeah, the contrast in weather. And go over to the states. And you look at Miami. 30 days straight, they've had temperatures 38, uh, you know, plus. And Death Valley, I don't know if you saw that on the news, Moshe, in California. Yep. 56 degrees, which is about 118 Fahrenheit this week. It was on the the news. Anyway, that's the weather. That's the weather for today. We've got that out the road. Now, we want to talk about some uh, things. A muzzle top to the Matildas. We, last night, 1-0. Oh, Defeating look, look I started to watch it, and yeah. it looked like uh, in the first half that Ireland was going to mm. uh, look was like going it. to do uh, better than us. But yeah. uh, penalty shot. I, uh, I went to sleep because I wanted to get up early for Jay Air. Oh, you're here very I dedicated. Am. I'm very dedicated. <laughs> you know, I haven't been here for how many weeks? Four straight. You've missed four straight. Yeah. Uh, I didn't get paid for four weeks. Now, while now I'm back on the uh, Robert. I'm back on the. I'm back on the pay list. Robert's listening every week as he does. Actually, we're all volunteers here. To be truthful, we don't get a we don't get a blooming cent. Let's give a thank you to all those who participated the last four weeks, and in particular, Sion Meltzer, our uh, station uh, president who filled in on the panel for about two or th- three weeks. Kolakavod Sion. Absolutely. Gary Max did a full program in the first week uh, that you were away, Moisha. Kolakavod to him, Gary Max. And don't forget his top-rating show every Wednesday morning at 9am for an hour, Talking to the Max. Absolutely. He's on the golf course at the moment. Fantastic show. Interviews galore from a broad range of uh, community Jewish figures around town. Great show. He's the only guy that I know that can hit a hole-in-one on a par five. (laughs) The other one, uh, we'll give a big thank you to all the guests we've had over the last four weeks. Starting with our good, I call him our guitar cover, Sam Green. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he came in. Hello, Sam. How are you? He's recording at the moment another LP, would you believe, of original uh, tracks, 14 original tracks. 
35th LP or something, Sam, I believe. Unbelievable. Has he made any money? Goodish. Goodish. <laughs> Does it for the love as all our, all musicians like myself well, do it. it. We do um, it for the love here as well. We thank Ronnie Rosencrantz who came in a couple of weeks learning the panel with a view of starting his own uh, show down the track. Thank you, Ron. And he participated in a couple of segments and uh, we had guests starting with Rabbi Ephraim Block from uh, Chabad St Kilda, ex-Elwood Shul. He was at Elwood Shul for a st- short stint. Now right. he's operating a Chabad house in okay. St Kilda. Another one to the list, as I mentioned. And the other lady uh, we'll talk about and thank her for coming in a couple of weeks ago, Margot Cohen. Lovely right. lady spoke about her recent trip to... Three three countries along the Silk Road on uh, one of Rabbi Fred Morgan's tours, and she went and had a look at uh, Azerbaijan, if I can get it out, Georgia and Armenia. A very fascinating uh, insight into Jewish life there and the all the historical sites. Fantastic! So, yeah. so we've had a, a lot of. It just shows you, Mendel, that you work. could run the whole place all by yourself. Uh, you I don't need me, I need, Gary. I need you. I need well, your input. Well, there you go. And we it's need nice listeners. to be needed. Of course. It's nice need. to be wanted. And anyway, uh, we Mendel, go. we've got a lot to talk about today. You're going to go through uh, the Jewish day in history. What happened on what this happened day. To and what Jews happened on this day. And we've got... And uh, what else have we got? We've, we've got. going to talk about uh, Tisha B'Av. Yep. That's coming up next week. Yes, I'll remind uh, the listeners. That'll be on Wednesday evening through to Thursday evening. Yeah. Morris, the saddest day of the Jewish year, I could consider Tisha B'Av, which will start, on, as you mentioned, Wednesday the 26th, this coming Wednesday, yep. at uh, about 5.28 p.m. Uh, let same. me check the calendar here. To be precise. got it. And it actually starts on 527. 527. That's on Wednesday yeah. the 26th, which and is... Uh, it's coming um, Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday the, the 26th. And then it finishes on Thursday the 27th, at and it ends at 557. PM. So it goes for 24 25. hours and 30 minutes. That's mm. that's not too bad. Whereas Yom the, Kippur, the, the good thing Morris, is, is that we live in Melbourne, mm. and so it finishes very early before yeah. six o'clock. Yom Kippur is twenty five hours. This is right. a distinction of uh, a twenty four hour. Yeah, but but, but the it, beauty is it finishes at five fifty seven, yeah. so you can sit down for a good meal at six o'clock. Oh yeah, yeah. And today um, we've got our else? normal segments in the show. We've got a yep. bit of Yiddish. We've yeah. got some uh, uh, what else? Torah topic, talking Torah Aussie style today again. Yes, um, uh, we'll have Twatum, we'll have a uh, few quotes, a few jokes, yep. uh, and, we'll have uh, shout outs, announcements, what's going on in the shtetl. Um, we might throw in uh, a few odd facts. Yep. Um, Got you plenty did of music. Yiddish and uh, yeah, we'll talk about uh, this, that, and the other. And uh, about Shabbat Chazon. Today's a special oh, yes. Shabbat. The Shabbat of Vision, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll have a lot of, lot of fun today. Uh, according to what I've read, is the two hundred and second day of the year, and there's only one hundred and sixty three days remaining until uh, mm. we can uh, celebrate the new year of uh, two thousand twenty four. So uh, we're getting close, Mendel. We're getting very close. Yep. 
Okay, so uh, Mendel. Let's kick off the show as we do most uh, weeks on Tenko Radius and go through the timetables of Jewish history. Absolutely. What actually happened, some of the major events on the 3rd of Av or Menachem Av, if you're a Lubavitcher Chosid, yep. they say, uh, equating to Friday, the 21st of July. Yeah. Menachem means comfort while you're mm. dragging your big encyclopedia from the floor there. Yep. Don't, don't uh, rick Ooh, your back it's fair. This yeah. weighs a ton. It's That's like, as I say everywhere, it's like two phone books. You don't need combined. to go to the gym. No. You just need <laughs> yeah. to lift that book every day and a you'll be right. fantastic book. I a, tell you. A chronology of the most important people and events in Jewish history. And we kick off today yep. with the year 1947. Yep. The third of of. Now, very uh, big news in the Middle East and Israel was that the British, they hung three members of of the Urgan, captured during the attack the, on. Uh, I'll just, I'll just. Urgan, uh, no, Urgan. Uh, they were called the Irgun. Irgun you, depends. You, yeah. you had your eyes and your ears mixed up. <laughs> they were called the Irgun, yeah. which means uh, struggle. Underground. No, uh, underground. I think right. so. Okay, like and uh, actually, it was uh, led. It was founded. It was led by my cousin Menachem Begin, who later on became prime yeah. minister of Israel. I know. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, the British uh, they hung three members of the Irgun. Yep. Uh, uh, captured during the attack on, well, in those times it was known as Aker. Now it's known as Ako. Uh, the prison there, that, and they freed 251 prisoners. Several hours later that day, the Urgan, they hung two British sergeants who had been abducted a week previously and held hostage in the effort to thwart the British action. The British weren't weren't very sympathetic in those days. No, were they? absolutely not. Absolutely not. And it was a huge uh, struggle. Yep. Um, and um, of course, uh, there were other groups as well. Um, there was the Haganah. Haganah. There was the Palmach, mm. and uh, even more, uh, you might say. Uh, strong in their determination to get rid of the British was mm. the Stern Gang. Yes. They were led by Yitzhak Shamir, who yeah, also began to become, become Prime Minister Prime, of Israel. Yeah, yeah, great, great leader, statesman as well. Also on this day, back in 1947, uh, illegal immigrants uh, were on that ship known as the uh, Exodus. The, Exodus. The, the Haganah ship, they called it, actually. In Haifa Harbour, it's all about a big event. In Haifa Harbour, the Exodus. And I'll tell you a bit about what happened then. Very famous book by, I think, Leon Uris. Uris. And and then became a movie. Yeah. With Paul Newman. With Paul Newman. Anyway, this ship, bearing probably 4,500 Yidden from displaced uh, persons camped in Germany, was escorted into Haifa Harbour by the British Navy. Under the uh, leadership then of the Foreign Secretary, probably a Goisa bandit, Ernest Beaven, B-V-I-N, Beaven. And he ordered the refugees to be returned to their post port of origin in southern France, most likely Marseille it sailed from, rather 
than be interned in Cyprus. This caused an, an enormous amount of pressure all over yeah. the world. And uh, several members of the UN. SCOP. What does that stand for? The United Nations something. SCOP. They were in Palestine at Maybe the time. Maybe someone can ring up and tell yeah. us what it was. They witnessed the transfer of refugees to British ships for return, sent them all back to France. Uh, you know, that's what happened. A so, tragedy, uh, but probably, who knows, maybe on the words of Gamzal Latoiva, even this was for the good in the, in the long run. There's a end big of the debate. Day, if you look at uh, things debate. in a particular light, mm. everything is... Uh, Predestined. Latoiva's yeah. uh, very famous uh, Hebrew phrase, mm. which uh, means also this is for good. Yeah, in the long run. Let's have a what look are, at... What it. else happened on this day, On Mendel? this day, the 3rd of Av, yep. 21st of July, we'll have a look at the year... 1955, yep. Moshe, and, oh, this interesting bit I found here. Four Dead Sea Scrolls, and they mentioned the first one is the Ashaya Scroll, uh, and the commentary on Habakkuk, the one of the prophets, Habakkuk. Yeah. Habakkuk. 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 He was either the yeah. last or one of the last. He of the was prophets. the Nevi'im. Yep. Anyway, the commentary on that, Habakkuk, and the Manual of Discipline, and a, and a fourth one, the Genesis Apocryphum, uh, they were purchased on this day in New York by a yidl by the name of Professor Yigal Yadin, Y-A-D-I-N. Yes, he was an Israeli archaeologist. Do you know your stuff, Moshe? And yep. he was born, actually, 1917. He died in 1984, Professor Yigal Yadin. Yigal Yadin. Yeah, with, uh, and he purchased these four scrolls with the financial help of Samuel Gottesman. Got and then they were rem- removed to the Hebrew University in Yerushalayim. Yeah. Where Yigal they Yadin didn't buy them for himself. No. He bought them no, on behalf of, of, uh, of the Israeli of Israel, uh, yeah. nation. They were, they were originally purchased from the Syrian Orthodox Metropolitan in Jerusalem. Now, that's a bit of big history. Okay. And, and thank you for your input there, Moshe, no, no on that professor. So I'll send you the bill later <laughs> on in the mail. That was 1955. Some good little stories come out of this book. Fascinating. Let's have a look at another year. Yeah. The chronology the chronology of the most important people and events in Jewish history for this day. And I picked out this year to look at... Um, 21st of July, 1962. Okay. Mark Chagall, yes. his uh, stained uh, glass windows known as the uh, the 12 tribes of Israel, they were installed on this day at the synagogue in Yerushalayim's Hadassah Medical Center. Now, I've been there, and I think you did a tour there, I think... Years ago, I've been to this, this synagogue in the hospital. They show you around beautiful glass windows from Chagall. Right. And uh, in 1961 and earlier uh, that year, prior to their installation, these stained glass windows were on display in both Paris and New York. He's a legend, Mark Chagall. And I think at the Jewish Museum in Melbourne, 
down the road here in Alma Road. At the moment, there's Chagall Exhibition yes, of some Yes, absolutely, sort. and everyone should go and see and support. that. It's, uh, and support the Jewish Museum in Elmer Road. Beautiful. Um, and uh, that exhibition, I'm definitely going to go and see yeah. that one. Now it's, we uh, come, Moishe, to the last bit of uh, Jewish history before we go into the Yiddishkeit history for the day. And we'll have a look at... Um, 1975, okay, on this day, 21st of July. Oh, you'll know this movie, Moshe. Uh, it was actually a play first, The Sunshine Boys. Yep. Uh, it was a play by Neil Simon, written in 1972, three years earlier. On this day, it was adapted to film, starring the great uh, George Burns and Walter Matto. What oh, a combination. What a combination. Yeah, Those two they were fantastic. And... Uh, Simon uh, dealt with the serious problems of old age in a uh, humorous way, and his characters are patterned after the well-known uh, vaudevillians, Smith and Dale, known as uh, two Yiddish boys, Moshe, yeah. Joe Sulza, S-U-L-Z-E-R, and Charlie Marks. That's a great movie if... Uh, the Sunshine Boys yeah, is a very, uh, very famous movie. Beautiful. And those two actors, they were just... Uh, top of the tops yeah another bit of uh, jewish culture for this day the 21st of july and we look at uh at the musical a chorus line yes, started with music by the great these are the late now marvin hamlish and lyrics were uh, done by edward kleban that opened on broadway on the 21st of july 1975. He had a stellar career, that uh, Marvin Hamlish. He was a great pianist, a uh, composer, conductor. He, he, he received an, enor an enormous amount of uh, awards from Emmys to Grammys to Oscars to Tonys. He, he won them all. He was such a talented man composing and some of the I'll just mention Moshe because the, you'll you'll have seen some of his works in the movies he composed uh, the, uh, the 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 themes and the, the music scores for such movies as The Sting remember that that great uh, Paul Newman yeah. and uh, Robert Redford yeah great little fantastic track. movie and the, the music da 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 oh, yeah. anyway brilliant. he did The Way We Were Great movie with Barbara Streisand. Where we were, yeah. Uh, Spy Who Loved Me. He even did the music for that. Wow. A Bond movie, okay. yeah. Good. And uh, another one I'll mention also, that one of my favourite all-time movies that he did the uh, the musical direction and score for was Sophie's Choice with... Um, Sophie's Choice, With Meryl one. Streep. Great Meryl movie. Meryl Streep, yep. yeah. Legendary movie. Yeah. That's it on the chronological, the timetables of Jewish history, Moshe. Right. But now I'm going over, before we have a bit of music, to look at uh, the uh, the Chabad uh, website for the third of Menachem Av. Yep. And, and uh, while you're looking at that, I was going to say that Menachem is actually, it's a very famous uh, Jewish word. It means a comfort. Comfort, and peace. Uh, Menucha comes from the word yeah, Menucha. and we're looking at comfort during this month of Av, which sure is are. a very, well, a lot of bad things, disastrous uh, occurrences during this month, and we'll talk about it yep. leading up to Tisha B'Av, et cetera, et Plenty cetera. To talk about. And yep. uh, a very uh, well-known name that's given to children as well, Menachem. 
Mm. Uh, very much uh, a Lubavitch Chabad oh, yeah. name yeah. Uh, amongst the, the rabbis the, the, and others. The period of the three weeks leading to Shishabab, Moshe, is known as Bain Hamatzarim. Bain Hamatzarim. Between the fences. Yeah. yeah or except or on Shabbos. Yeah, we between don't, we, the straits or the borders. Yeah, the, the, yes, and we can talk about that a bit yeah, later on. A bit later well. on in the show, but that's yeah. where we're at at the moment. And yep. today, Chabad.org talk about... The, the yard site of Rabbi Shimshon of Ostropol in 1648. He passed away, and he was a saintly individual who was greatly revered both in, the, in his lifetime and uh, beyond. It is told that an angel called Amagid would come and reveal secrets of Torah to him, and that he uh, merited... Uh, revelations from Elijah the prophet even. He himself records uh, Kabbalistic insights that were revealed to him in dreams. He authored a book known as the Dan Yadin a Kabbalistic commentary as well as numerous other unpreserved works in addition many of his uh, interpretations that were preserved orally have been collected and published. He died a a martyr's death at the hands of a Cossack mob during the Chemelnitsky massacres, the Gresta Bandit at that time in, the, in the, about 1648, while wrapped in his talus and to, and to fill him. Such a great Sadiq he was, Rabbi Shimshon of Ostropol, O-S-T-R-O-P-O-L-L-E. I don't know where that place exists. Probably in the Ukraine it, or it could be Lithuania, Ukraine, Russia, in that area, somewhere yeah. in the pale of settlement. Yeah. Have you heard called. of him before, Rabbi Shimshon? Um, not sure. Uh, about that one. Uh, I think uh, I've heard of article that one. You have got something here, Morris. Before we go over to the next. Well, I just wanted one. to mention two things that happened on the twenty-first of July. Beautiful. Uh, the first one was. Um, Neil Armstrong. Oh, yeah. First person to stand on the moon. Now, I'll give you the exact time that he actually put his foot on the crust I'll of the moon. I'll have a guess because we, we were at school. It, right? um, it was, well, th- this is GMT time, yeah. which is Greenwich Mean Time, 2.56, mm-hmm. that was the hour, and 15 seconds a.m. <laughs> yeah. in the morning. Right. Right. Greenwich Mean Time. Right. Of course, in uh, here in Melbourne, time. it would have been a diff- different time. Right. Now, I actually remember yeah. being at Monash University on the first floor of the, uh, of the U- Union Building, watching Neil Armstrong actually put his foot down. Now, I don't know whether it was recording, but uh, for us, it was like real. Yeah. And... Uh, yeah, so there you go. First Moshe. person to stand on the moon. Now, I've always wondered whether he really was the first person to stand on the moon. How do you know there wasn't mm. some yiddle that sort <laughs> of got there beforehand yeah. and uh, opened up a bagel shop or a falafel store or it, something? It could have been, as you referred to him during the week, but stay tuned, Moshe Pipik. Yes, that's later. Moshe the, that's later. Later. Yes, stay tuned. Later. Not now. Yep. But Moshe, I was in... Uh, I was doing my leaving at Northcote High, and we stopped. We had a television, a little black and white screen. Yeah, black and white. In the assembly hall, and we watched, and from memory, Australian time, about 10 minutes to 2 in the afternoon. And people still, till 
still today thinks it's was done in a in a Hollywood movie studio. Yeah, they still debate it. It was all a fraud. Yeah, but anyway, and they blame the Jews. The Jews making course, money for of course, from it. Absolutely. You know? <laughs> now another very very big event on the twenty first of July, uh, in the year nineteen fifty five, was yes. the birth of Nelson Meyer, Ben Rebdovit. And it's on a sad note we say this, our Gitachava the late Nathan, my yes, dear brother. Yes, and of course the son of uh, my mother, Nechama, who was my outstanding brother. Yeah. He was a broadcaster here on Jair, and uh, on his passing I had the privilege to uh, occupy the chair that I'm occupying now here in the studio at because it was a different location. But um, um, I still feel very... Deeply sorrowful about the fact that he passed away at 64 years of age. Mm. Um, one might say in, in September, tragic circumstances. September 2019. I yeah, forgot the, the exact date. The 19th of September 19th. 2019. Yeah. Now, Moshe, I'll uh, give you a little yeah. bit of trivia. I always remember this. His bar mitzvah parsha was actually a bit later down the track he had Akev that's it and for many years he would recite the whole lot Maftir Haftorah not only at Ballarat but other shuls around Melbourne yeah. everybody knew Nathan around the shtetl he, he was, was loved I grew up with him when he was a, a little pisher <laughs> we say he was an outstanding <laughs> human being he no was. one actually knew what he did yeah behind uh, the scenes behind the scenes correct and Moshe and it only came out later on after his passing he had a a, a, a goiser heart. So he had a, a big heart. He listened to everybody. Huge he heart. tried his best to help everyone. He would walk up and down Glen Huntley Road in Elster yes, most of the yeah. day. Hi, Shalom Aleichem. Do you want yep. to come and have a coffee? Yeah. How you going? He was a mensch. He was a And real we mensch. miss him. And, and uh, Gary, too, on behalf of Gary Mellon and the whole station at Jair, let's yep. dedicate a few minutes to Nathan on today's show. And we'll play some music. Yep. Well, the station policy to play music during these three weeks, so we can't get around the fact that it's still a morning yeah. uh, period, but it's quasi-morning, uh, and it's Erev Shabbos. So there's a bit of a dispensation today. Yeah, well, and, his uh, Shama should have an earlier. On main, on and, main. Um, and memories are there every day of your brother. Absolutely. And absolutely. I reflect that from everyone here. And uh, Yep. Zichronos, uh, good memories, Zichronot. I'll tell you something, something very interesting. Um, there was another fellow that was born on this day, and his name was Paul von Ruter. Never heard of him. A well, Dutchman, a Yiddish Dutchman. Actually, Ruter is not the right pronunciation. It's Reuter. Reuter. Paul oh, von Reuter. the newsman. And um, News service. the founder of Reuters. Of course, exactly. Um, R-E-U. R-E-U-T-R. He was actually Famous. made a baron. Mm-hmm. And uh, Reuters is still around. It's yeah. owned by the Thomson Corporation, and it's got a market value of $100 billion. Ooh, not there bad. you go. He most probably would have liked to have been uh, around, but he was born in 1816 and died just before the turn of the century in 1899. The other one that was born today was Isaac Stern. Great composer. Composer, violinist, uh, oh, yeah. musician. Um, Writer. Yeah. Um, just very quickly, um, another very well-known person that was born on this day was Alexander the Great. 
um, Ernest Hemingway. Oh, you've got a whole McGillar there. Robin Williams, the actor. Robin Williams. Um, Cat Stevens. All on the same day as was Nathan Cat Mond. Stevens Jewish? No, nah, never. Islam. Right. What about Norman Jewison? He was the director of Fiddler on the Roof, I think. There you go. Um, with a name like that, do you reckon he was Jewish? Jewish <laughs> son? Maybe... Maybe he was the son of a Jew. Interesting people and, you've got uh, there. Very interesting. And do you know that today the lowest recorded temperature was recorded in Antarctica at Vostok Station? Do you know how cold it got? <laughs> if, you're, if you're worried about how cold it is in I'll Melbourne, guess, don't, don't even think about it. I'll have a guess, Moshe, minus 41. Uh, keep going. Really? You know we're even there. Oh, yeah. Minus 89.2 degrees wow. centigrade, which is equivalent to minus 128.6 Fahrenheit. Now, I can assure you, no one went out in their nutties <laughs> on that day <laughs> at Vostok Station. No I don't reckon they would have lasted two seconds. No. There you go. Anyway, Morris, yes. we must mention, uh, as we do each week, the uh, com commentary on this day, the third of uh, Menachemav. Yeah. A little bit of uh, history here. They talk about the year 1881, and on this day, the first shipload of Russian Jewish immigrants arrived in New York City, and this began the mass immigration of Eastern European Jews to America, and in the next half century, over two million Jews would flee Russian pogroms for the safety of the United States. This influx indelibly altered the demographics of American Jewry, according to the U.S. Uh, census of 1940, uh, uh, where they're saying 1.75 million Jews spoke Yiddish at home at that time. It changed the whole landscape. Absolutely. The, uh, a golden Medina. Yeah, absolutely. Like in the Australia. United States is what it is it today is because of, of many ethnics, ethnic uh, people but yep. uh, of different uh, backgrounds but the Jews absolutely mm. have uh, made That's such it. an impression now Moisha time let for me, some let music let me just mention one person one person more yep. right because this is a very interesting one you know that in Carlton there used to be the Tamatora Haskola I called went the there. Tamo we both went there went right there. do you know that there was a guy that also went there most probably a little bit before our time yeah Right, who made very good. Now, I'll give you an I'll, idea of who he was. I'll have a guess just on, on Sam Lipsky. No. <laughs> he was there. He was a student. Of course he was. Yep. But I'm going to mention someone who made it big on the international stage. Now, you, you talk oh, about the Exodus. Pitterman's grandson. I'll tell you who it is. Pitterman. Theodore Bickle. Bickle. Theodore Bickle went to the Tamatora Haskola was a Carlton boy, Jewish boy, and somehow or other he ended up overseas. Yes. And he became a actor. And singer. Uh, I think he was in the movie The Ex Exodus. I think you Maybe. Right. He was a great uh, guitarist, folk yep. guitarist and singer. Yep. Produced many records. I have some at home. Yep. Theodore Bickle um, was a uh, old Tamatora well, scholar go. boy from Carlton. You've and he oh. died on this day, the 21st of July. I don't actually have the day that he died. I should have looked in that Hebrew. up. In Hebrew? 
But uh, uh, anyway, tw- no, 21st of July, he passed away. Pa- and where is he buried? Would you know in Eretz Israel? I don't know. We should actually have a look. Wow, at, that's uh, great. Some great trivia today, Moshe. It's, uh, yeah. yeah. So there anyway, you go. As I was saying just previously, we're, we're going to play some great music throughout the show today, Moshe. Yep. And I'll get you to play track one. Yeah. Of uh, oh, this is dedicated to Nathan. I know he used to love all these Hasidic songs. Now, by we've, Abraham we've, ne- we've never tried this, Mendel. So stay tuned. We might blow up, Robert. Wait for this. We might we blow press up the play. station. We're going to try a CD in the newfangled CD player. And we'll see the, what happens. The Getner CD player. Now, what do I press here, Mendel? Yep. Yep. I suppose I press play. Yep. Correct. Have you already put the track track on? Okay, play. Here we go. Stay tuned. This is from Nathan. And what do I do now? I, I go to the CD player here. How many presses? On and turn it up. Here we go. Muzzle top.
You en- was uh, Avram Freed. Yeah, uh, hope you enjoyed it. Yes, uh, great. Labour music. Zuk me in Yiddish, Moshe. His real name is uh, actually Avraham Shabsi Hakoyhein Friedman. So he goes by the stage name of Avraham Freed. He's been out to Australia several times. Have you seen him live? Uh, I didn't unfortunately see him live, but I would say that he's most probably one of the best uh, chazan singers one in the, the Jewish ones. community over the last uh, couple 40 of decades. Years. Yeah. yeah, He was actually born in 1959 on the 22nd of March and he's very popular in the in the. He's uh, got Chabad a very movement. famous brother called Manus Friedman, yep. who's a rabbi who's a trained psycho um, analyst and uh, absolutely brilliant. Mm. If you go onto YouTube or just Google Rabbi Manus, M-A-N-U-S, Friedman, um, you can listen to him. He's uh, unbelievable mm. on uh, Jewish uh, ideology, theology, Beautiful. philosophy, etc. Mm. Morris, let's talk about Avraham Friedel after you've got a vitz because we'll, we'll give him a... Um the Lives of Others will dedicate a uh, little segment to Avraham Fried today. We'll play more of his music throughout the show. And if you went to any uh, bummits for a wedding in Melbourne, all the uh, wedding bands would play his, his covers of his music and gets you up on the dance floor. Brilliant entertainer, this guy. Orthodox pop singer, born in New York. And Moish is going to tell us a vitz now. Okay, Here we uh, go. look, I'm just on... Uh, Why are you doing that, Moshe? Yep. We'll give a shout-out, the first one for the day. Shout-out to a great organisation, been going... Kanaina Horror, 51 years, Kosher Meals on Wheels. Give them a ring on 0474 or have a look at the website, koshermealsonwheels.org.au. You order there, it's delivered to you, whether you're in hospital or a nursing home or you're not feeling well and you can't cook for yourself. We will deliver to you meals under the strict supervision of Kosher Australia and uh, all the catering's done by Peter Unger, who's been in the game for for donkey's years, they say. But give Kosher Meals on Wheels a ring and talk uh, to Tiffany. I'll give out the number, Moisha, one more time. Yep. 0474... Two one five Tiffany's the lady to talk to and uh, great community She'll look service. after you. Correct. So here's a joke for uh, the listeners and for you, Mendel. And, Thank you. Uh, we ca- for I keep, Gary. I keep thinking about Gary. Gary, I hope you're listening. I hope you haven't fallen asleep. We'll address him as uh, Rep. Gavriel Halevi. So uh, there were two men, a Jew and a Gentile, and they were marooned on a desert island. 
the Gentile immediately got to work dragging rocks to spell out SOS. What does SOS stand for? Something with safety or I don't know. Basically, so we have to look it up. I think it it stands for please help. (laughs) In huge letters on the beach, gathering driftwood to build a bonfire and thinking about ways to build a boat. The Jew, however, merely sat on the beach and waited. What's the matter with you? The Gentile exclaimed. Don't you want to be rescued? The Jew said calmly, look, I live in a city with a big Jewish federation. Last year, I donated a million dollars to them. The year before, I donated a million dollars to them. This year, wherever I am, they'll find me. (laughs) Not bad, that one. Not Not bad bad at all. Um, we'll do one more before we go into the lives one. of others. Uh, let me just have Listening a look. Listening to 10K Radius on J Air 88 FM every Friday morning. We're here and we go from 10 a.m. till 12 noon. Don't forget some of our other great shows during the week. Uh, David Schulberg on a Wednesday afternoon, 4 p.m., The Israel Connection, great show. And don't forget uh, Talking to the Max every Wednesday morning, 9 a.m. till 10 a.m. with your host, Gary Max. Look, this is an, uh, an oldie, but, you know, some of the oldies are really good, and you've got to keep repeating them. It'll still give you a good laugh. Moshe was a religious Jew. They couldn't be talking about me. Moshe was a religious Jew who sported a hat, a beard, and a suit. He prayed in the shul every day. That's a synagogue, for people who don't know. Kept Shabbos, ate only kosher food, and gave abundantly to charity. When Moshe turned 80, he thought, I've been good all my life. Let me try to have some fun. He went to a barber and shaved off his beard. He took off his hat and bought some jeans and a T-shirt. He bought a brand new convertible too, drove to Las Vegas and was cruising the strip when BAM! A truck hit Moshe's new convertible. As Moshe lay in the wreckage, he called out, God, I've been a good Jew my whole life. I know I slipped a little the past few weeks, but did you really have to do this to me? Moshe? A heavenly voice called out, full of concern. Moshe, is that you? I didn't recognize you. <laughs> it's an oldie, yeah. but it's a good one. Yeah, it always goes down well. Ah, oh, Mendel. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What are we going to do now? Well, we've got the lives of others talking about uh, Avraham Freed. And you yeah. mentioned a bit. Maybe we should play the disclaimer just in oh, case. Yeah, I think idea. Robert's getting, uh, getting worried here. So we'll play the disclaimer. Here we go. J-Air is not responsible for the views and opinions expressed by its presenters or guests. J-Air presents a wide variety of views and opinions, which is to the benefit and purpose of community radio. Well, there you go. Now, Robert can, uh, can be a little bit more calm. Yeah. Wipe the, wipe the sweat from your brow, Robert. <laughs> anyway, Come in here. Anyway, let's talk a little bit about Avraham Fried, great yeah. entertainer. He was encouraged towards a music career by the Lubavitcher Rebbe, Menachem Mendel Schnurzen, and... Uh, the uh, Rabbi Eli Teitelbaum and others, Mordechai Ben David and producer Shaya Mendelovich. He began his career with the release of his first album, No Jew Will Be Left Behind, back in 1981. He's composed uh, all different sorts of material. Kel Ha-Hado-Eas. Um, he's had a big career recording about eight albums 
Uh, he's uh, also collaborated with uh, his arranger, Moishe Laufer, over the years. And uh, he's worked with the Nagina Orchestra. You've heard of them? Famous orchestra. They've been out to Australia, I think, a couple of times back in the... Uh, for the Hasidic Song Festivals many years ago. And... Uh, what else can we talk about? In the summer of 2009, Fried made a concert tour of Israel where he introduced uh, Israeli singer and composer Hananan Yovel and featured the songs Rak Tefillah and a version, fantastic, I've heard this, Hits You in the Heart, Moshe, Unesanei Tokev that we recite uh, on the high holidays. But he combines a bit of pop and a bit of rock and jazz with uh, Yiddish lyrics all along the way. His grandfather was Rabbi Meir Yisroel Issa Friedman. He was the Rav of Krinitz in uh, a, ren- uh, a renowned uh, Hakalist and a, a Sansachaset, S-A-N-Z-E-R, Moshe. That's interesting. After right. World War II, he resided in Crown Heights for many years before moving to the famous Borough Park in Brooklyn. His father, Yaakov Moshe Fritman, of blessed memory, was a Chassid of the uh, another different group, the, the Bluzhov, B-L-U-Z-H-O-F, and worked as an administrator at the United Lubavitch Yeshiva in Crown Heights for 40 years. Fried, Avraham Fried's the youngest of eight children. He has five brothers, and you mentioned one of him just uh, yeah, before Man- the Manus break. Friedman, yep. And they're all involved with Chabad Outreach. Manus yep. Friedman, the uh, the great author, lecturer, and he's a shaliach in uh, St. Paul in Minnesota. Right. Others are shli- shluchim in, uh, even in Israel, in Sfarad. And uh, he's got a couple of sisters in Florida, Oh, they're, they're world, world famous. Fred and his wife have six children and they live in Crown Heights, Brooklyn. And as I mentioned, he, he is a koihen. Right. And does a lot of charity work as well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, does, for, uh, I'll mention one that yeah. deserves a kolak avod, the Hebrew Academy for Special Children. He puts on a concert every year for them, disabled and uh, children not, so, not doing it in the normal lifestyle and... Uh, he does lots of work in Manhattan, charity gigs here and there, Madison Square Gardens. Anyway, today, yep. Lives of Others, yep. we dedicate it to him. Avraham now, let Fruit. me just tell you about Theodore Bickel. Yes. Okay, so he was born uh, in 1924 in Vienna, Austria. There you go. Um, and uh, he died only eight years ago. Uh, he was 90... Well, he was in his 90s mm. anyway. Um, and uh, do you know that uh, he he has uh, performed the role of Tevya in the musical Fiddler on the Roof uh, more than any other person? I thought it would have been uh, Topple. Topple, the late Topple. But there you go. Mm. It's Theodore Bickle. There you go. And uh, do you know that he was also in the TV series Gunsmoke? No. <laughs> Oh. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, 10K radius really dig deep. I mean, this is incredible. We found some beautiful and, things. Uh, yes. So, Ex- uh, ex-tomo boy. Like an an ex-tomo boy who, who made good, obviously came from Austria. Moshe, it was located at 961 Ratterdown Street. Ratterdown. North, North Carlton. That's the, it, the which Yiddish. is really Rathdown Street, yeah. North Carlton. <laughs> Near the corner of 
Pigton and uh, the Poilishy Eden couldn't get the T's in the O. That's it. Retida, they rolled the yeah. R's as well. Yeah. Um, he won uh, nine Tony Awards. Fantastic. Um, and there you go. Yeah. Here's a shout-out, Moisha. I know you get a lot of good uh, public uh, response to our show, good feedback. Yeah. And the first guy I'm going to mention today and pr- plug his uh, little uh, business is a... Um, a chap, Yaniv David, one of our regular listeners. I thought I'd give him a shout out and give him his little business a plug. He's got a uh, travel business. If, if you're thinking of travelling, he's yeah. the man to see. Yes, I know Yaniv very well. There you go. Highest recommendations from Moishi. Yeah. He's uh, an international uh, tra- renowned travel agent. His number is 0458. Four five eight again eight six zero zero four five eight four five eight eight six zero, and the email Yaniv D at FBI Travel dot com dot au. He does a bit of freelance work as well, but he likes uh, people to deal direct with him on that number zero four five eight four five eight eight sixty. Moishe. Another shout-out we'll give to some of our people that uh, they're listening each week. And I said, if we've got time, in the first hour, we'll give them a shout-out. And the next one is to a real mensch, a gitter mensch by the name of Maya Toke. Maya's maintenance. He's been around the traps for a long time. You'll see his van all over the the shtetl doing maintenance work. Maya's maintenance, handyman, does everything. Little jobs, small jobs. Jobs zero four one nine three zero two three seven one. A regular listener, and we acknowledge their support. You know, we've got a lot of listeners increasing each week. Moisha, yep. as you found the other week, you were telling me you I were could walking. not believe it. Yeah. I went to well, uh, and I'll talk about it uh, after the uh, after the hour. I went to listen to uh, Rabbi Lau at Caulfield Shul, and I was there for Yibar uh, Mitzvah a few weeks before that, and I had so many. Miss Palalim uh, congregants come up to me and said uh, that they listen to the show, they really enjoy it, and uh, there you go. Uh, we've got more than one person listening. <laughs> it's incredible. They gave you the thumbs up. They gave and me the Gary. thumbs up and a pat on the back and mm. uh, said, keep well going. Done. So there you go. Yep. Anyway, Let's do a up. station ID. And we've got Before about two we minutes. sign off, we've got a couple of minutes. For the first hour, and, we've got uh, another hour to go. Yeah, and listen to this. If I can get it running. Don't for forget to give us a one, ring one if you want it. to talk to us. at 9069-2086. SMS 04-0455-6988. You are tuned into you doing? the Habbo Radio Station Everyone Loves. J-A-R-A-B-A-F-M. 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 On air 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. And online at j-air.com.au. And that's it for the first hour. Mendel will be back uh, uh, on the hour. If you want to be informed about events in Israel, our complicated political system, interviews with international personalities, how we cope economically, religion and state, or on a variety of other matters that I think you would like to know about, then tune in to Walter's World every Tuesday at 11 a.m., or find it on demand on the J-Air website. Don't miss it. Find us on Facebook. Just head to www.facebook.com forward slash J-Air Radio. 
That's two R's. J-Air Radio. You are listening to J-Air, 88 FM. J-Air, 88 FM. Halavai shehaiti ravak Halavai shehaiti ravak Chaiti benachat Bli grush al hat Pagashti isha mituka Raza benashi tedaka רק שמה טבעת, הפכה למרשעת, ואת כל חיי למכה, הלוואי שהייתי רבן. You are listening to 10K Radius on 88FM, j-air.com, Internet Radio. And uh, back again on the hour, 11 o'clock, or just a couple of minutes past the hour, with uh, Meishi and Mendel. Gary uh, will be back next Friday, and we wish him well again. And uh, you want me to play the Bond theme? If you can. Oh, okay. All right. It, it, uh, it, it gets the mood set for the oh, second okay. hour. Okay. All right. Well, we'll play if, uh, our... Uh, we'll play a shtick of it. We'll play a little bit of it. Here yeah. we go. If I can get it up and running. I don't know why I'm doing my best here, but for some odd reason, it's not coming on. All right, well, look. um, Doesn't matter. Let's try. Let's. uh, I don't know why. While you're doing that, Moishe, if it comes up, it's good. If not, it did in the first hour, so you've done the mitzvah anyway. Okay, very (laughs) good. We talk about Beit Raphael. Don't forget to. to write this phone number down zero four two one four zero eight five double two for all your uh, medical and uh, dental physio visits they'll come and take you there and bring you back you ring the day before and book it in also they've got ho- hospital accommodation at the Cabrini at the Alfred at the Monash in Clayton and at the Royal Melbourne Royal Children's in North Melbourne, a great organisation. I'm proud to be associated with Bait Raphael, 0421 408 522. And a big shout out to the great work done by DL Gold and Adina Allen with this great organisation. And to all the volunteers out there, hopefully some are listening in the car. Shabbat shalom to you all and uh, be safe and be well. I'm going to try this again. Take two no. on... No. There we ah, go. Ah, muscle tough, Moishe. You've done it.
replaying. Yeah, I don't know why, but uh, there you go. Okay, so um, we're back again, uh, Mendel. Uh, eventually this theme will uh, just play itself out in the background. Uh, we're working here with a completely new system and uh, it's the first time that I've actually uh, worked it, but um, it's all okay. It's fine, it's fine. Okay, Mendel, um, what have we got now? It's time for Twatum, and okay. uh, you've got uh, to tell us all what's happening in Eretz Yisrael and around the world. We look forward to your segment every week, Moisha. And here's Twatum coming up. It's Good News Week. Someone's dropped a bomb somewhere, contaminating atmosphere and blackening the sky. It's Good News Week. Someone's found a way to give the rotting dead a will to live, go on and never die. Have you heard the news? What did it say? Okay, so we're uh, back to uh, the uh, normal program. It's Good News Week. Someone's dropped a bomb somewhere, contaminating atmosphere. Okay, so... Um, Bottom, the world according to Meishi. So uh, a lot to uh, discuss. A lot has happened since uh, I was away for the last four weeks. I'm not going to go over all of the uh, news items for the last four weeks. I think the uh, the really uh, strong news item for the last uh, day or two has been the uh, speech by... Um, the uh, president of Israel, Yitzhak Herzog, to the uh, a joint session of the Congress in uh, in America, um, and that happened uh, over the last 24, 48 hours. Now, um, and Moshe, I must tell you, this yeah. is his second visit there, right? With um, and the second States. president to actually address the uh, the Congress. Mm. Uh, his father. Chaim Herzog was the first president to address the Congress, and he made uh, um, and he and he made uh, mention of that. But uh, I think the important thing of the whole speech was, which went for a, quite some time. I think it was almost an hour. Um, he got a lot of uh, uh, stand-up um, ovations, etc., etc. Uh, a lot of support. It was uh, disappointing that there were a number of Congress uh, people. Uh, and I say people because there were some women involved as well who didn't attend uh, and uh, one was Bernie Sanders he didn't attend um, uh, Ilan Omar uh, she's a, uh, a pro-Palestinian uh, congresswoman she didn't attend uh, and there were about uh, half a dozen of them that didn't but uh, generally speaking the, uh, the speech was well uh, supported uh, internationally, just not in America, in Israel as well. Um, he he made mention of, uh, he was very strong in uh, mentioning Iran as a major threat, not only for Israel, but also for the total region of the Middle East and also the rest of the world. He sort of uh, made it very clear that the Iranian threat was not just an Israeli threat but uh, or a threat to Israel, but very much for the whole world. 
uh, and he said that uh, Israel would do everything in its power to ensure that Iran was not a nuclear power. Yeah, Moshe, I must uh, ask you, uh, he's also uh, scheduled to meet with Antonio Banderas in a few days' time, well, Isaac okay. Hawley, so. Maybe he wants a, uh, a movie gig. <laughs> I'm not too sure about uh, why, he's, uh, why he's meeting That's him. Has. Maybe he's a mishpocha of some sort. <laughs> I don't be. know. Don't forget... Uh, they refer to Joe Biden as Yossel, Yossel Biden, because well, all his go. grandchildren and great-grandchildren are Jewish. So yes, there's a, a big connection true. with the Herzogs. Now, that, that brings me to another point, and that is that uh, good old Joe boy, um, he's uh, getting mixed up in the Israeli politics a little bit. Mm. He's trying to tell the Israeli government, Benjamin Netanyahu, what to do. Um, maybe he, shouldn't, he should temper down this judicial overhaul scenario etc etc so um should an american president or any other uh foreign um head of state get involved in another country's uh, internal um political uh, and uh, judicial system etc etc um there's a lot to say about that and everyone will have their opinion but i think that at the end of the day uh, I think Mendel and I think the listeners will agree that Israel do exactly as it wants. Uh, exactly, and regardless yeah. of the fact that um, Yitzhak Herzog, the president of Israel, made very clear that Israel and America are partners and uh, need to act in a partnership manner. But at the same time, Israel does not want to be told how to run their country internally. Yitzhak Herzog made it very clear that um, Israel is a democratic uh, and the government is democratically elected and democracy reigns very much in Israel, allowing protesters to protest. At the same time, uh, you have gay parades in uh, Tel Aviv oh, going on yeah, yeah. and in Yerushalayim and... Um, so you have the whole spectrum in Israel, mm. and uh, that what makes Israel such a free country, mm. democratic country, and, uh, and and he made it very clear that that's uh, never going to change. Moshe, this and is that is uh, even yeah. though Israel doesn't have a constitution, that is part and parcel of the Israeli political, social, economic, and every other scene that you want to put oh, in yeah. to yeah. the mix. We must mention it's the 29th week of the protests. And the I think prote Biden is the well protests have uh, <laughs> yeah. not abated. Yeah. Um, and in fact, I'll just tell you something now. They're, they're planning a 66-kilometre walk from Tel Aviv to Ju Jerusalem, the protesters now, to the Knesset. This was on the news earlier this morning. And they're saying um, there are going to be thousands involved. They... And uh, they're saying it's tearing the country apart. It's a sh it's a shocking situation. Uh, that walk reminds me uh, uh, of Gandhi and the walk <laughs> that he did to yeah. the ocean uh, for salt. It was a whole business about the tax on salt by the British. Maybe the walk will uh, go past the uh, the Dead Sea and they'll collect may, salt. But sure. anyway, I um, just want to just close that up yeah. by saying that there's go. According to Bibi, there's going to be no softening of the current bill. Next week, yep. they're planning 
the second and third readings in this uh, legislative uh, process. And protests, protests, you know, you, everybody's got different opinions, but they're full steam ahead by the looks of it. Look, Gosh. I cannot for the life of me believe that Bibi and the Conservative Rife are going to um, walk away from the whole process of the judicial overhaul. It's uh, like, uh, you know, if, if they were going to do that, it would have happened already. Um, at best, they've sat down with the other parties. They've tried to uh, work out a deal with uh, the, uh, the president, Yitzhak mm. Herzog, being a mediator, mm. a facilitator in those uh, negotiations. Goodish but health. but look, at the end of the day... Uh, Bibi's got his uh, his uh, vision and he's going to stick to it mm. and I can't see how this is not going to pass because they've got the majority you've got to understand and we've got to remember that they were democratically elected um, so they've got not only the power but they've got the legitimate right to uh, as long as it's done in a legal fashion which up to this point in time it has um, then uh, it's obvious that uh, there's going to be some changes uh, coming forward in terms of the judicial setup. Um, now, what's uh, next, Moshe? Well, apart from that, there's a lot of other uh, totem uh, items. Uh, I can't believe this. I really cannot believe this. Um, I mean, I don't know who you really have a go at in regards to this, but we've had further anti-Semitic incidents here in Victoria in terms of Victorian state schools. Brighton Secondary College is uh, front and centre again. Um, I don't know how the government can stand by uh, and allow this to continue to happen. I know that there have been programs that have been developed by the Department of Education and the JCCV with uh, expert input from the Jewish Museum of Australia and the Ark Centre and... Uh, this is all done to urge all teachers to undertake training to learn how to understand, identify and respond to anti-Semitism in an appropriate manner. But it seems that no one's taken up the call, or if it has, it's only a few that have. And these anti-Semitic incidents are continuing to happen. Now, I think that the government has to come to the party... Um, Look, you know, you get, you get federal members like Josh Burns and Kolakavota Josh. Um, he's come out and uh, said that this, uh, these reported incidences of, of anti-Semitic bullying in the schools are deeply disturbing. Uh, and he says we must stand united against bigotry, hate and discrimination, working together to create an inclusive and tolerant space for all especially school kids. Well, it's all very good to make these statements, but surely there has to be some action. There, someone's got to be liable and responsible. It seems that principals and uh, school uh, administrators, etc., um, even though they have come out and said this is a terrible situation, but uh, again, a statement. What about the action? Where's the action? Come on. Moshe, I'll mention something there. And this organisation visits a lot of schools all around Victoria, Courage to Care. They go out and 
identify all these things, what's happening, the anti-Semitism, Holocaust denial and all this thing. Maybe it's time to uh, extend that organisation. They've got a a good crew there now, all volunteers, and they're doing their best, Moshe. I don't know what else can be done, but... uh, you heard of Curry. We've had the uh, CEO of the organisation in the studio a few months ago, Mike Zervos, who yep. actually received a uh, King's Birthday Honours for his work. But more has to be done and uh, very disturbing, very disturbing, Moisha. And I can tell you on Thursday, July the 27th, there's going to be an information session. Courage to Care is going to host a volunteer information session for anyone interested in volunteering or those who simply want to know more, and that's going to take place at 11 a.m., of course, in the morning, at 843A Glen Huntley Road, Caulfield. Now, bookings are essential. You go on the website, couragetocare.org.au, and just to repeat, that's on Thursday, July the 27th. That'll be Thursday of next week. Um, That's going to be Tishabov. Oh, well, they won't be serving uh, most probably snacks, but anyway. That's an information um, thing. You yeah. go to the session and you'll be uh, well informed as to how to become a volunteer or simply just get information about Courage to Care, who do such a wonderful job, yeah. uh, Mendel, um, teaching, educating, informing in all, schools. All over Victoria they go. Absolutely fantastic. And, uh, we just mentioned the... the the Holocaust Museum will be open uh, next weekend. I'll give you more details next Friday. And that's also uh, uh, a topic to talk about because the schools are doing visits there. It's been going on for a long time. Yep. We've got to drum it into the kids there that uh, this is the evidence. They've, uh, the the building's complete now, Moisha, the new three-storey building. Yep. Well worth going to have a look. I'm going to have a look at that next Sunday week. And, uh, again, don't be a bystander. No, you can't be a bystander. We have to be involved in this. Stand up, report these incidents, and especially all these um, anything, swastikas, graffiti, it's still happening. Get in touch with the CSG. This is a community organisation. Do a fantastic job, Moisha. As you know, I give out their number each week. It's uh, 1300 any security incident, they need to be needs to be reported to them, and uh, they've got response teams. They've got cameras in, in a lot of uh, community Jewish community centres around this area and elsewhere. We've got to help by doing our little shtick for them. Yep, thirteen hundred triple o two seven four, and you can get the uh, app installed as well. Makes it easier on the uh, Google Play or app. Apple Store, Moshe. We'll we'll come back to a few more items of uh, Twatson a bit later on. Just a few announcements, Mendel, if we can do that. Yeah, before we play some music. Before we play some music and lighten the mood a little bit. Um, The Chavra Hatzola, of course, Hatzola is such an important part of Jewish lives here in Melbourne and elsewhere. Uh, They're having their quarterly first aid training. Now, if you want to be trained uh, into what Hatzola does, uh, paramedics and so forth. The next course is taking place on Sunday the 3rd of September um, at 5pm. It's offering both accredited and non-accredited first aid training. 
to register your interest and you have to do this you have to go on to the info uh, website you go info uh, email info at hatsola.org.au so 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 for information on this just go and email info at hatsola that's H-A-T-Z-O-L-A-H dot org dot A-U. If you want to do the next course on Sunday, the 3rd of September at 5 p.m., the quarterly first aid training. Yeah. Uh, the Moish. next uh, announcement that I've got. Yeah, Moishu, just yep. give out, I'll give out the phone number for the yep, emergencies please. with Hatsola. Yeah. 1800-613-613. Very easy to remember. Yeah. 1800-613-613 and they proudly assist Ambulance Victoria protecting the community. 24-7 uh, rapid response teams. They do yep. a fantastic job. Fantastic. And of course, JNF Australia, um, very important, of course, both here in Australia and in Israel and other countries. Uh, there's going to be an international delegation, a tour of Israel, which is going to take place between the 22nd of November and the 1st of December, of course, of this year. And if you want to uh, get some more information, you can join an online information night on the 24th of July um, at 7 p.m. And uh, you can ring ETI, or well, you can ring 1300 563 563 or go on to ety at jnf.org.au. That's to get information in regards to an international delegation to Israel, a tour of Israel, 22nd of November to the 1st of December. Uh, the next announcement that I've got is um, Liebler Yavna College is inviting everybody to a parent's evening with Rabbi Professor Sam Lebens on Parenting Children Through Crisis of Faith. This is going to take place on the 2nd of August at 7.30pm. And uh, he's uh, a scholar in residence for the year at uh, Liebler Yavna College. And uh, RSVPs are essential. Go on to yavna.vic.edu.au forward slash upcoming hyphen events. I hope people actually... uh, Listen to this program with a uh, with a um, a pen because uh, we we well, give the information very quickly. Yeah, hopefully the but, podcast uh, will be up in a few days' time. Yeah, when in Gary a few days' better. time, the podcast will be mm-hmm. back. Gary will make sure that the podcasts are uh, back and back. you can listen up to and the running. Podcast and I think the repeat any time the repeat of the shows comes back again Tuesdays. Yep. Moisha from one p.m. till yep. three. And don't forget, you can SMS if you've uh, forgotten any of these phone numbers, and we'll give them to you on 0404 556988. You're listening to 10K Radius, Moisha, 88 FM, and we're going to have some music shortly. Moisha's got one or two more. Yeah, just one or two more announcements. Now, have you uh, watched uh, Netflix's The Jewish Matchmaker? No. Look, I've heard about this, and they say that it's absolutely fantastic. Good. Um, there's an actress who um, is obviously the main character, Lisa Ben Shalom, and uh, she's going to come here to Melbourne. And you can hear a story 
uh, and all her secrets about relationships and uh, matchmaking on uh, and this will all be on stage and it's going to be uh, on Thursday the 31st of August that's ne- the uh, last day of next month at 8 o'clock in the evening it's one night only at Caulfield Shul and tickets can be uh, purchased through uh, trybooking.com forward slash C for Charles, J for Jimmy, M for Mendel, M for Meishi, Y for you. This is at Caulfield Shul, a one night only to listen to Aliza Ben Shalom, Netflix's Jewish Matchmaker, live in Melbourne on Thursday, the 31st of August at 8 p.m. Um, have you got any more announcements? No, there, we're going Mendel? to have some music because we've got more announcements later in the yeah, show. Yeah, absolutely. Break and it up let a me bit. Try and uh, CD. I do this last time, so I'm just going to play. I'll tell the listeners what we're going to listen to. Yep. Uh, and now guy by the, the name CD. of Yakov. And here we go, Yakov Shapiro.
was uh, Yaakov Shapira. That is an absolutely beautiful song. He's got a beautiful voice. Smooth and mellow. Smooth and and mellow, like a good whiskey. And it's from a CD that he produced a few years ago. Now, the 18 Pearls of Yiddish Songs, one of my favourite tracks from that That CD. That is an absolute beautiful song. Thought you would enjoy it. And that was for Gary, wishing you a speedy recovery. Gabrielle Alb. Host extraordinaire. Yeah, just for you, Gary. Mummala. Just for Mummala. There you go. Now, uh, going back to Tossum. Now, this is huge. Mendel, this is absolutely mam- mammoth, massive, mega. The three M's. Wow. Um, this is a news item out of Cyprus. Um, the Cyprus firm EuroAsia Interconnector said Wednesday... It had awarded French company Nexans, N-E-X-A-N-S, a 1.43 billion euro contract for a submarine electricity cable to connect the grids of Cyprus, Greece and Israel. The EU-backed high-voltage electricity highway is set to run for 1,208 kilometres along the Mediterranean seafloor at a depth of more than 3,000 metres. It's going to be the world's longest and deepest interconnector project and and it aims to end the energy isolation of Cyprus and Israel and connect both countries to the European mainland via the Greek island of Crete. It will have the capacity to supply over 3 million homes with electricity. This is absolutely massive. Um, It will eventually deliver up to 2,000 megawatts of energy to Europe. The ambitious project is expected to be completed in six years' time in 2029. So this is a massive project. We've heard of... uh, all of the uh, the gas yes, projects that are yeah. taking place in the Mediterranean mm. off the coast of Israel, and uh, they've even found oil, and uh, now this project is going to deliver Israel and uh, Cyprus into the electricity grid into Europe. It's just uh, another indication of how Israel is at the forefront, not only of technology, but using technology and using their... Uh, Yiddish cap to uh, mm. bring uh, to connect. Mm. This is the whole point of life: is to connect people, mm. is to connect all parts of the universe and the world, so that we have better lives. And uh, Israel is at the forefront once again in this uh, in this area. I must mention also that Bibi is planning a visit to Cyprus this week. It was on the news this morning. And I believe he's going to Turkey as well to talk to Erdogan. Well, there you go. Things this, are I happening. think it came out this morning. Mm. I just read it a and, few hours uh, ago. with Morocco, he's um, planning something yes, there well, too. Yes, uh, well, Morocco have invited him mm. because uh, Israel has recognised the uh, Western Finally. Sahara mm. as belonging to Morocco, which has uh, upset a few uh, Algerians, Algerians, Tunisians, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so forth and so forth. Mm. But uh, it's going to mean that uh, Morocco and Israel are going to forge closer ties, economic and social ties. Of course, you know that uh, a big majority of uh, Jews that live in Israel are from Moroccan descent. And we've got a lot of Moroccan descent Jews here. 
um, in Melbourne as well. But in Israel, it's a massive majority of Jews that... Uh, that uh, their heritage comes from Morocco. Mm. Moshe, that was the good news that you've given us about uh, uh, that, uh, what would you call it? That, um, what's the word for it? That technological advance that's going to happen in six years' time. But on the, on the Saturday night, you've had uh, tensions again on the Lebanese border. I know you're going to talk about this. Yes. It's flared up again with the Bandit and Hezbollah. Yep. Uh, they've moved barrack uh, walls, and uh, it ain't good. They've uh, in a town Kfasheba. I was reading there. Let's hope it's not a recurrence of what well, happened I'm the other I'm week. Try- I'm trying to bring up the article mm. in regards to that, but uh, it's been surprising actually that uh, nothing of. Uh, of a huge uh, scenario between Lebanon and Israel Lebanon's uh, doing it. Oh, has, uh, has occurred mm. uh, that now it's only raising its head uh, mm. after what you might call some sort of a, uh, a, a, a peaceful type of coexistence, although mm. there have been other, some uh, um, breaking of the, of the border Mm. Uh, security, etc., etc., and uh, Israel has basically sort of uh, just uh, quietly uh, turned a blind eye to some degree. But uh, I think that now, uh, with Iran, know, we're, we're going to have a mm. uh, a renewal of uh, much greater tension. Yeah, I, agree. Uh, I think the uh, the um, Hezbollah want to. Uh, Want to get uh, more involved in uh, in this sort of situation with Iran giving yeah. all the, the military weapons. The other bit of news, Moisha, while you're getting something there, yep. up is um, a group of worshippers uh, attending uh, to do some davening at Yos Joseph Tomb in Nablus. Yes, there's this been uh, a lot of tension there. Very, and uh, there was some. Uh, uh, police, police had to get, and I think the military as well. I'm not yeah. too sure. Uh, had to get involved. Not good because and I um, think that there were a few deaths. Uh, uh, not in of, the, not, of uh, terrorists. Uh, they had to shoot one or two, but they've been um, burning tires. They're throwing stones. Again, uh, all Palestinian-based uh, attacks, and uh, that was not good news. Yep, but. Um, now, just to uh, finish off, um, I'm just trying to find the article. Uh, I will get it in a second. And it's to do, I always like to finish Twatum off with a good, a good... Uh, Facts and figures. Something something yeah. interesting, something <laughs> something a well, bit labyrinthic. Well, Moshe, while um, you're doing that, yeah, I'll get it in a another shout-out from one of your... Yeah. Um, group of listeners. I know he's been listening a couple of times to the show when he's not busy. Herschel Herbst yeah, with his printing business Avalon, General yeah. and Digital Printing. I know Herschel, I know the business. And you know his late father Oliver Shalom was part of the Contangent uh, Shul for many years. Noach, Noach, Herbst Noach Herbst of OBM, Blessed Memories. Uh, let's give out a phone number for Avalon because they do a great job yeah. in all um, yeah. offset Work general stationery. They do graphic designs and brochures, promotional uh, items, digital printing. Um, the phone number is zero four one eight eight four 
eight six eight, and it did, and he's got the seven seventy on the end. As well, a there true you go. Well, he'll he's for sure going to uh, be successful. Printing for all your general and digital printing, competitive, reliable, and efficient. And let's give him a big shout out, Herschel Herbst. That's it. His brother-in-law was involved in the business, Svitamir, who is now uh, involved in Astoria in oh, William yes, Street. Well-known business, yeah, a well-known chef. business now, selling uh, different. Uh, Articles Moisha, for the house. Moisha, just yep. talking about Geschäften. Yeah. I just wanted to know you've been heavily involved the last few weeks with um, board meetings and shareholders meetings for your new venture. Let's, uh, if you want to talk a little bit of brief what's happening with this, because this is a good thing for for recycling and for the future of the building industry. I like you. Are you talking about what I'm getting involved in? Yeah, just in. a little short snippet. I want the listeners to know because well, you've been away. We missed you well, three weeks. Yeah, you yeah, must well, have I'm, a get the geschäft. Well, I'm I'm working on a on a new business venture. Yeah, and it's involved in building material. Correct. And basically, it's a product that's been around for 22, 23 years, based in Sydney. But we're hoping to uh, commercialise it into a bigger uh, national and global business. Uh, it's called Timbercrete, and it's a combination of sand, um, cement, and um, the recycled and recycled sort um, timber. In other words, sawdust and a few other additives, mm-hmm. uh, proprietary additives, and uh, you come up with a product that can be made into bricks, blocks, panels, pavers. Uh, retaining walls, fencing, wow. uh, flooring, um, multi-purpose, multi-multi-multi and lightweight, yeah, light and lightweight, yeah. and uh, it's been used already in about ten thousand homes, wow. mainly in New South Wales mm-hmm. in those twenty-two, Richmond, twenty-three yeah, years. Richmond area. Uh, yeah. In the Richmond area of New South Wales, not here in no, Melbourne, here. and we're looking to start a, uh, a commercial manufacturing great venture in each capital city, and then look at the global scene. Yeah, and, Israel, uh, maybe, and who knows? Uh, <laughs> I might, I might one day be able to become a phila- <laughs> what they call a philanthropist. <laughs> anyway, Moshe, we wish you on behalf because of Gary Hatzlacha, Bracha, Hapanasa, with his new. Venture, yep. but also you have to tell listeners the uh, what you're doing for the eco climate and all the environmentalists. Well, it's got a huge um, positive footprint mm. uh, for the environment, yep. and we're actually testing at the moment in Moolap. You know oh. where Moolap is? It's in Geelong. Yeah, part, uh, part of Geelong. Anyway, in a laboratory at the moment, it's being tested by uh, a very large uh, American public company called Coppers, and they've got a problem because all of the electricity power poles in timber, mm. which is most prob- mo- most of the uh, power poles are made in timber. There are a few aluminium ones mm. that are popping up, but they're all treated with chemicals, mm. and they can't now go into landfill. The EPA is jumping uh, up and down because yeah. it's poisoning the land. Yeah. So we're now introducing it into timbercrete, which encapsulates and imprisons the chemical so that it can't get out and it can be used in a timbercrete application. So um, ask, ask you. So that's what we're looking at at the moment I'll as well. I'll ask you if the CSIRO are, 
are involved in yes, the project. Yes, the CSIRO have been involved in Timbercrete, allowing Timbercrete to reach the highest level Standard. of fire proofing mm. and weatherproofing and all the other accreditations that are required in this industry. Mm. In fact, the fire rating is the highest that's ever been achieved mm. by such a material um, that after four hours they had to close the ovens down because they were worried that the ovens would explode oh, wow. and <laughs> the product didn't catch fire. So there you go. So there you go. Um, I'll let you. I'll upgrade you a bit more on this, this how I go. A Morris, listen, if I roll up in a, um, a Ferrari or a <laughs> Rolls Royce or a Maserati, whatever it is, uh, Lamborghini. Um, then you'll know that uh, it's worked. Tell the listeners the name of the company again. And Timbercrete, but uh, we're thinking of changing the brand, yeah. uh, coming out with a completely new face. The marketing's so important here. The marketing is, a, is enormously important. You're and what, what I'm doing is that I'm forming relationships with some very big companies like James Hardy and wow. the likes to come on board because Bunnings, at the end maybe. of the day, yes, getting Bunnings involved yeah. and so forth and so forth. It's a, it's a large exercise. Wow. We've been, we've, I've been working on it already for over a year. Mm. So it's not something you can just uh, jump into overnight. Well, anyway, let me tell you, getting back to Twatum, for the first time since Globes, have you heard of Globes? They're a, uh, they've got a, a ranking of brands, right? So they introduced this annual brands rankings in 2003. I don't know whether it's an American company, most probably, right? An Israeli brand, and I'll let you work out which one it is, has managed to overtake the likes of Coca-Cola, Netflix and Google and have dominated the rankings and have climbed to number one, the number one brand by Globes in this year, most probably. I'll have a guess. Can yep. I have a guess? Yep. It's just a long shot. Domino's Pizza. No. Close? No. Not in the food uh, game. I'll give you I'll give you a I'll give you a clue. Okay. The Israeli peanut butter flavoured snack belongs to food manufacturer Osem Nestle. Bumba. Which itself was ranked Israel's forty-second brand, and you've hit it right on the yeah. on the nail. So it's Bumba. Yep, yeah, in those little peanut crunchy snacks. Yeah. Yep. It's a curious situation go. when the snack itself has a higher brand value than its manufacturer, Osem Nestle. Wow. Right. Moisha, Moisha, where you get these facts from? But that's it. The um, now, according to uh, data. Yeah. Um, now, let me just uh, get into the actual thing. So, Osem uh, Nestle chose, has not cho chosen to raise the price of the popular peanut stack. They've left the price as is. And this fact may also have helped Bumba to prevail over leading international brands. Now, listen to this. In 2019, Bumba captured about 25% of the total sales of all snacks in Israel which was over a billion new Israeli shekels. They opened up a new bumper factory in Kiryat Gat with an investment of about 250 million shekels. And the production of bumper has increased by about 30%. And every day, a million bags are produced and sent to 18 different countries. 
In 2022, Bumba sales were estimated at 351 million NIS, according to a data reporting agency, Store Next. In total, Bumba markets about 20 million bags a month of the various versions that have developed over the years. So what they have is uh, they have at least seven different versions of the product, which are sold in 31 packages of different sizes, including the classic Bumba, the bear-shaped Bumba, the airy Bumba, the Bumba filled with halva, and even Bumba filled with sweet Bumba cream, as well as a range of special editions. Unbelievable. So the you? brand just doesn't stop renewing mm. itself. I would have thought Bisley were, were greater than them in uh, output. In, uh, in well, popularity. there you go. Um, I, I know their biggest clients, Bamba, because I've seen the, uh, the Lubavitcher Hasidim. Young, old, they love Bamba, but the standard ones in the blue and yellow pack, correct? You buy well, it on the shelf. Yeah, yeah. look, I'm not too sure whether this is... Bisley's good. It, it seems from the article, yeah. because they don't say it, right, that this is uh, not just Israel, but international, worldwide, because yeah, yeah. they talk about taking number one spot from Coca-Cola yeah, yeah. and Netflix and Google, etc. So there you go. Kola Kavota Bamba. And that was Twatum for this week. And we'll now, see you Moshe, again next week. We've got about we've yeah. got about fourteen minutes left on Tech yeah. Radius today, and we've got to go through our. I've got a few uh, announcements, but what else do you want to do? No, we've got to talk about uh, Tisha B'av coming oh, up yeah, next yeah, week. A, a brief uh, summary yes. of Tisha B'av in yeah. a nutshell, yeah. and then we're going to have a little bit of Yiddish and Parsha of the week towards the end of the show. Yeah. So but what do you Tisha want to start B'av, with? Let's talk I'll Tisha B'av. You, I'll give you my shtick on Tisha B'av. Yep. Uh, coming up, as we mentioned, Absolutely. the fast starts on Wednesday evening, the 26th of July, 5.27, and finishes Thursday, the 27th of July, 5.57 p.m. Saddest ju- day on the Jewish calendar. Yeah. Not only commemorating uh, the destruction of the both temples, but a, ho- a whole lot of other related uh, events happened on uh Tishaba of yep. um, tell us what and happened. And I'll tell Mendel. you, for example, in 1492, during the Spanish Inquisition, the ninth of Av was the deadline by which all Jews who had uh, refused to be baptized had to leave Spain. That's an that it was one thing happened. Um, you talk about also. Um, Can I uh, jump in here? Yeah, I've got to talk about yeah. just before I hand Go it on. over to you. Uh, the First World War, yep. which uh, led directly to the Second World War and the destruction, I'll re- repeat this, the destruction of European Jewry, unfortunately, broke out on Tisha B'Av. It's a very sad day. Yep. And uh, you add a few things, and I want to tell okay, the listeners. So the, the first one was in 1312 BCE. We're talking about the incident of the spies slandering the land of Israel with the subsequent decree to wander the desert for 40 years. Of course, the second one, the destruction of the first temple in Jerusalem by Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon. That was, well, there's different dates. I've got a date here for you, the Jewish calendar, triple three eight. Well... 
Sometimes the it's, uh, it's uh, which equates to 586 BCE. 586, but yep. there are others that say it happened in 421 BCE. Yeah. Okay, general. But opinion. they both agree. Everyone agrees the destruction of the Second Temple in Jerusalem by the Romans in 70 CE. Yes, uh, correct. Three. The, 3828. Yep. yep. Then the next one, the and fall I'll of... But just mention, yep. Moshe, because these are important things. The first temple was in the days of King Tzidkiyahu. Yep. And the second temple in the days of Rabbi Ben Zakai. Very important facts of history. You've got a few others yeah, there. Yeah, the fall of Beitar. Beitar, the, the end fortress. Of the Bar Kokhba revolt against the Romans. Correct. 62 years after the destruction of the Second Temple Correct. in 132 CE. The first, cru- the first crusade declared by Pope Urban II, mm. a bandit, in which 10,000 Jews were killed in the first month alone. The crusades brought death and destruction to thousands of Jews and others, totally obliterating many communities. Communities, Jewish communities in the Rhineland and France in 1095. We talked uh, uh, previously in other programs about the expulsion of the Jews of England mm. in 1290. Yeah. Britain and Russia, of course, declared war on Germany in 1914. Mm. You mentioned that beginning of the First World War. That happened on Tisha B'Av. Yeah. The deportations from the Warsaw Ghetto to mm. the Treblinka yeah. concentration camp began on, on. on Tisha B'Av in 1942. Yeah. And it goes on and on and on and on. And Moshe, don't forget, the first Beis Amikdash stood for 410 years. We've yep. given them the days. The second Beis Amikdash, uh, which they built, I think there's a debate on this one, 70 years later, and, and that stood for 420 years. Now, Moshe, look, I've got a little uh, yeah. stickler go before on. you go yep. on. This is interesting. Here it is. It's a little stick uh, on um, Tisha B'ab. Uh Here we go. There's a story that uh, was told that Napoleon was once uh, walking through the streets of Paris on the night of Tishabov, and he came to a shul. He heard these uh, massive uh, screams, people crying and wailing, weeping. He sent a servant out there to, to find out what's going on, and the servant went in, and uh, what's, what's causing all this grief? The servant ca- came back to... Uh, to uh, he asked the shul president also and, he, and explained that they were mourning for the destruction of the temple. And when he came back and told Napoleon, uh, Napoleon said that he doesn't recollect that uh, there had been a tragedy amongst the Jews on this level. And he asked when the event had taken place. The president replied, 1,800 years ago, Your Majesty. Napoleon said, 1,800 years ago, and you're still mourning? If we can mourn for 1,800 years, I believe you will get it back. So you've got to have the faith in Mashiach, as Napoleon said to the Shul president and his servant on that on that day. Look, no one will convince me that there's something extraordinarily surprising about, well, not surprising, but the fact that all of these events occurred on Tisha B'Av, mm. right? I mean, people will say, well, if you take 365 days of the year and you work it out mathematically, you can come up to a formula which says that there's nothing surprising about this. But look, I think that if you really are a believer that the universe and the world is structured according to a plan... uh, 
And if you do that, you have to consider that uh, Tisha B'Av is, uh, is really a, uh, something that uh, is beyond even our normal human calculations and deductions. It's something metaphysical as well as being physical. Correct. Yes, Moshe. Mendel. Uh, if you've got a bit of music, it would help with uh, around the sh- shuls. We're going to talk about the parsha because yes. we're really running out of time. And as okay. you mentioned at the start of the show, Moshe, tomorrow we commence the book of Devarim, Deuteronomy, and it comes from the second word of the book, which means words. And it's actually from the Greek, derived from the Greek, which means repetition of the law. The last of the five books of Moses is made up of three farewell addresses by Moshe to Israel. In the first address, he reviews the happenings of the past 40 years of their wanderings, and he asks the people to live by Hashem's laws. Moshe, tomorrow is a very special Shabbos, as you told the listeners at the start of the show, known as Shabbos Chazon. And and you know, it's also known by Shabbat Shachar, which means uh, the Black Shabbos. Oh, um, I'll the, shoy- the Shoicha Shabbos. Okay, because I get, I have this uh, little article about what, why it's called Shabbos Chazon, because it's derived from the word Machazeh, which means vision. Correct, right, Moshe? correct. And the sages tell us that every yid on Shabbos Chazon is given a, v- a vision from afar. They mention that word from afar. Of the future base Hamikdash, the third temple. That's one uh, aspect they look at. And I'll just mention something interesting. The book of Devarim is unique in that, unlike the first four books of the Torah, it was transmitted by Moshe to the generation of Jews that were uh, was about to enter the land of Israel. That's a big difference to look at. Yep. And the parsha talks about. Um, on the first of Shavat, 37 days before his passing, Moshe begins his uh, repetition of the Torah, which we just talked about, to the assembled children of Israel, reviewing the, the events that occurred and the laws that were given in the course of their 40-year journey from, from Mitzrayim to, uh, to uh, Har Sinai, to the, and to the Promised Land. And... Uh, he, he's also rebuking the people for their failings and um, what would you call it? In, 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 iniquities, yeah, Moshe? Yep. And enjoying Wrong them doing. to... Uh, and inspiring them to keep the Torah and observe the commandments of the land that God is giving them as an eternal heritage into which they shall uh, cross after his death. That's about it in a nutshell. Yeah, basically, uh, the uh, the book of Devarim is uh, a repetition yeah, of exactly. the uh, prior four books. But basically, really, what it does is it's uh, it's outlining the plan mm. from uh, day one uh, right through to them coming into the land mm. and uh, what they're expected to do once they enter the land. Yeah, Moshe also, this is very important, he tells too of his naming of Yahushua, Joshua ben Nun, as his successor to the leadership of the Yiddish people. Am Yisrael Chai, we Absolutely. say. And uh, important to read that Haftorah. 
the uh, third in the Haftorahs of Affliction. We follow next week the seven Haftorahs of uh, Comfort, of Menucha, the Etchanan. We'll talk about that next week, Moisha. And Moisha. And, and just let me tell you how we always finish off by shouting out, Am Yisrael Chai. Oh, I can assure you pretty much that the Israeli president, Yitzhak Herzog, listens to us, <laughs> right, 10K Radius, because he finished off his speech to, or oration to, the joint session of the US Congress by saying, Am Yisrael Chai! Oh, man, Moshe, you got a question to answer for me and the listeners. We talk about Moshe Pipik. Who in the hell is this Moshe Pipik to me? Is he the big shot that we don't know about? A big shot? Or the little guy making himself like a a goisamacher? Right, I'll tell you. It's actually, you know what it means? Moshe's belly button. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> now, it's a derogatory, joking, nonsense true. name. It is, Moshe. That translates literally to Moses' belly button. Correct. And that probably connoted something <laughs> slightly different to every Jewish family, uh, that the little guy who wants to be a big shot, the kid, uh, you know, is a bit ridiculous, is a bit funny, and uh, but at the end of the day... Um, it's a it's a it's a nickname. It's a yeah. it's a it's a nickname, That's and right. uh, but you've got to be you careful know. where you use it in today's society. You know, yeah, it's a, could be like you say derogatory. Moshe, I'll mention one event coming up this Tuesday, eight p.m. South Caulfield Shul, yep. the twenty fifth of July. Operation in Tebi, forty seven years on from the most incredible hostage rescue in history. What an event that was. And that's uh, coming up this, as I mentioned, Tuesday night, 8 p.m. in South Caulfield at the synagogue. Book online, $10 or $15 at the door. So it's a Matsya, $10 online. Go to the website, South Caulfield Shul. And I've got a couple of announcements while you, you're yeah. searching for your Stiklech as well. No, I'm, I'm, we've only got uh, a minute. Well, we've got a minute to wish all our uh, listeners a 